is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back for the final segment of today's show right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And you know they call this the Steelers Blitz, baby. And like we said, man, we keep our shows very interactive. We love to have the participation. And when we do get that, we like to spend some time acknowledging it. So, with that being the case, I'm going to turn this thing over to my dog, Wesley Yola. Okay. And he's going to go ahead and get some of these hero tweets in. So, in the words of Andy Reid. There it is. No, see, uh, two tweets today to get to. Um, but as always, our listeners do a good job of, uh, you know, asking multiple questions within the tweet, usually. Particularly during the offseason. It's like you guys know we're looking for some content. So, let's jump right into it here. Our buddy Steeler Nation 920 resident Wisconsin president of Steeler Nation. Also, our buddy Tyler, who's going to bring us some spotted cow to the home opener, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Couple questions here from 920 Motsi. First one is, who's your favorite addition, or who's your favorite acquisition of 2023 so far? So, acquisition, I'm, well, does that I'm gonna mean take it free agency, agent? Not draft. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I thought, agency. too. That's yep. what I thought, too. Yep. Uh, to me, Marcus Golden. Um, Number one, I love pass rushes. Number one, uh, number two, I love proven pass rushes. Number three, I love former teammates. And number four, I just love good guys that play the game the right way. He's a football junkie. Um, fundamentally sound. He reminds me of a less athletic but more fundamentally sound Bud Dupree. Like that, to me, when I watch him, I just, that's what I'm always reminded of. Um, but he's just a good dude, man. I love his energy that he brings to the locker room. He's one of them dudes that when you have him around you, man, it's going to make that group better. It's going to make the energy right. And they're all going to just continue to push themselves because of how he, you know, carries himself, man. So I would say he's probably my favorite free agent acquisition, man, or uh, acquisition that the Steelers have picked up this offseason. But it's a good one. A ton of options. You you know what? It's funny because there's a a lot that we can. I mean, there's a lot. They have really made some, some moves in free agency. Um, I mean, we could talk about the linebackers they added. We could talk about Allen Robinson at wide receiver. What about the future Hall of Famer? Can we talk Pat, about the future Pat Hall of Pete, Famer one time? The future Hall of Famer deserves a shout out here too. And he was my first, when I first read this question, I was like, oh, it's got to be Pat Pete, right? But you know what? I'll go to the other side of the ball. How about Isaac Sayamalu? Oh, I mean, shout out Sayamalu. We, listen, this is, I know the NFL has changed a lot drastically over the last decade, decade and a half. But this is still the Pittsburgh Stullers, okay? Mm-hmm. And what do the Pittsburgh Stullers want to do? We want to run the ball through you, around you, over you, beside you, your mama, his mama, uh-huh. your birthday, Talk about Jesus' it. birthday. Who else's birthday? It doesn't matter. It really don't. The Pittsburgh Steelers want to assert their will mm-hmm. on others and dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think Isaac Sayamalu is a great addition. They they they've really revamped this offensive line starting a year ago, right? With the Mason Cole and James Daniels additions. Now you go out and you get Broderick early in the first round. You bring in Isaac Sayamalu, a guy who has been part of probably the best offensive line over the last five years. I think certainly in the I mean the Eagles' offensive line can maybe not every year it hasn't been number one, but they have been consistently for five <clears> six <throat> years yeah. one of the top two three four offensive lines in football. You bring that guy in. I think is kind of the the final piece of that <laughs> offensive line. I don't listen. I'm not comparing Isaac Sayamalu to Alan Fanica because Fanica's Fanica's a Hall of Famer and one of the uh, best yeah, ever. Yeah. Is he wearing 66? What number is he wearing? And Sayamalu is great. He's not quite on that level. 
but he legitimately, I mean, since Fanica and since DeCastro, I think he is is easily the best guard that the Steelers have had. Um, so as much as, you know, Motsi and I, are, we like to stay on the defensive side of the football. I do got to go to the trenches here on offense because I, I really do think and what the Steelers have with that offensive line, with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the backfield, um, I think they are really going to be able to, again, assert their will on some teams, uh, hit some big plays in the process, but close down games on the ground and just kind of snatch other teams' souls, right? And and their take their will to defend. And hey, look, I think why Sam Ali is going to be a big part of that. You said snatch their soul. I started thinking of Mortal Kombat. Your soul, your soul is mine. <laughs> Like that's what Sam Ali, he gonna be he gonna be looking across the line My and uh Godly, that's what Ro- and Roquan, souls? At Roquan Smith, your soul is smelling. Yo, I told y'all, man, Wes went and became a VIP. Now he over here talking about snatching souls. I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> yo. So there is again, there's, I'm snatch they soul. I love your it. Soul is hey, hey, Sam Hubbard, your soul is mine. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. That's that. We 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 pass bullies. If we snatch his souls, we are past bullying. Okay. <laughs> so again, there. I mean, you and I, we could do a whole a whole episode on this. But I'll, I oh, will. Uh, I I I'll go. I'll go say Amalu. I really like your answer of, of Marcus Golden. Um, because I thought you were going to go Pat Pete for sure. But uh, but I'll go. I'll go say Amalu because I think yeah. that's that's going to be one that's going to pay a lot of dividends throughout this. You know, this seventeen game regular season. Well, yeah. What well, the thing is this, man? Um, you know, I'm a huge Pat P fan. Um, another former teammate of mine as well, future Hall of Famer, guy that has done it at the craziest of high levels and one of the true beacons of consistency, even you know this late in his career. But I just feel like Golden, his impact to me is a little bit different. Yes, Pat P is going to be playing way more Pat P. And this is because I don't anticipate anybody getting hurt. When we speak on sure, him right now, sure. I speak you on everybody to. being healthy. You have to, yeah, you have to assume right. health. So I do feel like Pat P plays more. It's just one of those things where we are very excited to see what JPJ is going to be bringing to this defense. And Pat P is going to be phenomenal. We know exactly what Pat P is. I just feel like Marcus Golden, though, if he could be that legitimate third, which I do feel without, you know, any doubt that he will be, I just feel like pass rushers have a greater impact yeah. at times. Especially corners. how the Steelers want to play. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you talk, I mean, we know league-wide the money reflects that when you talk the marquee positions. It's quarterback number one. That's above reproach. But then the case becomes left tackle or pass rusher, corner versus receiver. Those are the premier positions they get paid because of their value that they bring. And when I go back and forth between Pat P's coverage at this <laughs> stage versus Marcus Golden's rushing at this stage, I'm a little bit, I'm like, I, I think it's going to be, I, I like, we're going to love it either way. And I think both guys are going to bring a ton of production to this organization, but I just feel like pass rushers, man, the way that they're going to be able, the way that they're able to impact it. Five sacks as a pass rusher is going to feel way more impactful than you blanket coverage this receiver. Like the blanket coverage still is great, but it doesn't feel the same as that. Oh, he just killed this quarterback or he just got a strip sack or, you know what I mean? And I just think that that's one of those things that he's going to have more opportunities for. Like, Pat P is a dog, but at the same time, if Pat P is out there and Joey Porter Jr. is out there, who's getting the ball thrown at him? You see what I mean? The rookie. 
<laughs> right. So, Not the future Hall of Famer. So, so Pat P can't save JPJ, but you know who can save JPJ? Marcus Golden. Marcus Golden. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of how I think of it. That's, that's kind of how point. I look that's at this point. game, man. I like that. Yeah, but that was, that was a good question, though. I like that. That man. is a good question. Uh, 920 also wants to know, need your guys' early prediction. Aaron Rodgers in New York with the Jets. Bang or bust? First off, he's in New Jersey. There's only one. There's only one team in New York, and it's the yeah. Buffalo Bills. Thank you. Thank you. Just, just wanted to clarify that. But I think he's going to be good. I, I do. I so, the too. Jets are a really good team, man. And the fact that, number one, he – is I don't even know if he's pissed off. I would just say he's annoyed because annoyed he is probably, the critics. That's a good word. Yep. And, and he is oh, he's got guys. rabbit ears. He listens yeah, to everything listens that's said to about it. him. Yeah. So I think he that he's a little bit podcast. annoyed. No, seriously, like he checks out everything. So I just think that he's one of those guys that is going to be annoyed by the way people have talked about him, whether it was Green Bay ultimately deciding to move on from him the people that have been skeptical about what he brings to New York or if New York should have even decided to pay him versus going after Lamar Jackson. Remember, that was a big mm-hmm. conversation. So I think all of those things are at play, and I think he is going to be focused. That's why you see him at OTAs. The voluntary portion, he was there for all of that. He typically doesn't show up to those type of things because he doesn't have to. Right. But for him, he's committed. He wants this to be one of those things where he proves that not only was I still great because he was coming off back-to-back MVP seasons, he has this down year, and people you know, wrote his eulogy, now he's like, not only am I still very talented, but let me show you that I can lead. Let me show you that I can take a young group that is very talented but missing leadership because Zach Wilson is still very talented. He's just not a leader at this level just yet, and he's right. not a, a true professional of in terms of perfecting his craft just yet, whereas Rodgers is. It's a different caliber when we're talking about QB1 versus franchise quarterback. Rodgers is a franchise quarterback. Zach Wilson, he's trying to prove he can consistently be QB1. Those are two different things. So when we talk Rodgers, man, I just think that all of that is going to be why he does play really well. And with their team, they got running game, they got receivers, they got defense, they got a good coach. The only reason why I'd say just good and not great, they got to play the Bills twice a year. So that's going to hurt him a little bit. But other than that, you know, he'll be good versus Miami and New England and stuff, you know. So that's what I say. It'd be good. It'd be good. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on what you would consider like a bang versus a bust. But I think they'll have a winning record. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll make some noise. I don't if you're necessarily... saying when the if you're saying when the AFC East, the answer is no, they won't. The Buffalo Correct. Bills will win the AFC East. I think so saying, too. Are they going to be the AFC's representative in the Super Bowl? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Do they make the AFC championship game? I think divisional round. They yeah. they have the talent to make the champ the AFC championship sure, game sure. without a doubt. Maybe it's like really, a, that's a next year thing. I think they it's take a next a year thing. First. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a next year thing. I think I think they take a clear step forward. Like I think they're clearly a better team with him than they were than they were last year. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Couple fun ones here from uh from nine twenty as well. Uh, one thing you have to eat in Pittsburgh for visitors other than Permanis. That's a that's a good one. That's a tough. Oh, Pamela's. Get you some breakfast. That's honestly that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. Pamela's or Deluca's or Kellyos, yeah. like one of the. I was gonna say honestly, go to the strip. Just go to the strip district. Like yeah. anything in the strip district. Mm-hmm. And because man, there's some of the best breakfast you can ever get. Just a, yeah. there's Pamela's. I think is my favorite. But you need but cash though. Pamela's cash only, but it's fire. Right. You need cash though. Deluca's and Kellyos are great breakfast Deluca's spots is, as well is too. Nice. Deluca's, oh. Is the is Deluca's cash only too? I think it is. 
Yeah. Is. I think a, a lot of those all, spots of down them. in the strip district are, yeah. are still cash only. Um, but man, like go to Penn Mac and get some cheese and some pasta and some baguette. Oh, just anywhere, anywhere down the strip. It's hard to pick yeah. one thing, man, because again, yeah. we, we've said this before. We are spoiled. There's some great food in this city. Um, and if you're I feeling mean, froggy, go go venture off to a spot called Fiori's. Fiori's. Best love have. Oh, don't get let Chris Carter on here. He'll he'll when he's done stealing Kenny Pickett's car, he'll fight right. you about Minios, right? He, he <laughs> likes he, he likes spicy pizza, I guess. Spicy pizza versus like spicy pizza versus sweet. He's got spicy takes. He likes spicy tasting, pizza, you know, pizza. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit fancier too, and to tie this into SNR, man, the steak Rooney from Hyde Park is exquisite. There you go. go. Shout out to Big Hyde old- Park, man. Big old, big old, like twelve ounce fillet with crab, with asparagus, and with this nice sauce on top. Ooh! Or you could twin lobster tail it. That's the other could. option. Yeah. Could, but I'm saying, could. I'm saying, just go to the strip district, close your eyes, and walk in somewhere, and and get and get ready to yeah. enjoy. Uh, final one here from nine twenty. He says, "I've got to know you. I heard you talking about the dead show on Monday. I've got to know your opinions on John Mayer playing with the band." Dude, I loved it, man. Um for me you get two concerts because john as a solo artist is already high end he already has hits classics he can do his own tour but for grammy, him to grammy be on too you know you go on tour with the grateful dead who already have their own massively insane following to me it was just a dope combo but i also thought it was very uh humble of him as well man because as a person that you know has been you know in the spotlight so to speak to be able to say that I'm going to dim my spotlight for somebody that has no type of affiliation to me, unless you right. really, really dive into it. Like they have no type of correlation. They're not in the same lane. They're not even the same generation. No, right. But for he's, him, to, he's half the age of those think about it, Right. But for him to be like, yeah, I could be doing this on my own and still, you know, be selling out and having my own type of success. I'm going to do my thing, but I'm also going to, come and just be a guy i'm gonna be a part of something and i thought to me man that was really awesome um yeah i just thought it, it's not to the same extent because obviously they're different sports but i thought of it like a basketball man when you see some of these guys like team up and you're like dang man i thought when durant went to the Warriors, i'm like yo you went there but then you're like all right i guess everybody could just go they always cool together like hey man i don't have to be the guy you don't have to be the guy we're going to, we're going we're going to make something great happen we're going to win a yep. ton we're going to have we're going to yep. put together a great product and that's ultimately what it was i mean talk about the worst team winning championships and obviously you talk about you know the grateful dead and seeing how successful their tour and tours have been with mayor like that's the thing where it's just like man it was a perfect decision i feel like across the board and the product has only benefited from it from my experience i think you're right too like he brings a different kind of energy because he's so much younger than those guys. And uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's the, it's the first time I remember when he, when they, when they did the, you know, the re the dead and company, you know, which is the surviving members of the grateful dead with, with a, with a couple, with a couple fill-ins. Um, like that, he said that was the first time that he had, that he had been in a band professionally, you know, like he hadn't been in a band since he was like 17, 18, 19 years old. Um, and you're right. Yeah. For, for him, who's kind of used to standing in the middle of the stage and it's the John Mayer, you know, tour uh, to take a little bit of a step back into a different role. And I think he's really done a great job. A lot of people who have kind of stood in that Jerry Garcia spot. They they try and make it their own. And I get that. Like a lot of very good guitar players, Warren Haynes and Trey Anastasio have stood in that spot where Mayer's at now filling the Jerry Garcia role. But they've 
kind of sounded like themselves still. Like there's a lot of times you close your eyes and you listen in it and and Mayer is the closest thing that you'll get to to hearing that that Jerry Garcia that that classic Grateful Dead sound. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool and uh I mean, I'm obviously biased. He's one of my favorite guitar players ever, John Mayer. But I mean, this is like it'd be like if Eric Clapton went on tour yeah. with the Rolling Stones. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like someone who's just had such a solo career to join a band is is always pretty cool, I think. Like Willie Nelson joining Wu-Tang. Yeah, yeah, be like, come on, man. There you go. <laughs> you man, you funny. You funny. <laughs> uh last one on the tweets here from <laughs> I want to see Willie Nelson. I want to see Willie Nelson in the Wu Tang Clan now. I'm that'd sorry. Be pretty, All right. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty good. It, it would, bro. You know it would be. We're like, what is this? Everybody's laughing in here. Everybody's geeked up. <laughs> uh, this is a good one, Andrew, who has sent us some good uh, random questions throughout the summer. We'll close with this one. They say don't sweat the small stuff, but what is the small stuff that you sweat, even though you know you shouldn't? Oh man, that's a, good, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Mine is people who don't move with a purpose, like people who are walking slow in the grocery store, clogging up the aisle. You know, people who are out for a Sunday stroll in their car. Like I just people who don't, you know, who don't have a sense of urgency with their time drive me yeah. nuts. And okay. is it is it really? If I save two minutes at the grocery store, is that really going to change my life that much? Probably not. That's the small stuff that I shouldn't sweat that I do. It's people who just aren't as rapid as I am at, yeah. at moving and shaking and getting in and out of the grocery store and driving on the roads and things like that. I'm much better now at my at 32 than I was at you know 25. Um, but hey, I long, still got long as you better still, than dating you were yesterday. Man. I still got so I still got some ways to go. To just get better one day at a time, man. People who move, people who move with no sense of you're at the beach and there's just a bunch of people walking slow and clogging up the boardwalk, and I'm in my mind like mumbling a bunch of four letter words. Like what? Why? So I can get down to the beach 90 seconds earlier. Is that really going to change my life? No, it's not. A little patience, Euler. All right, all right. I actually we're going. I see it. All right. I would say then for me, um, probably just change. Anytime Mm -hmm. there are changes to like schedules, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, because my whole purpose is like, what's the point of the schedule if we're going to change it, if we're going to deviate from it? Once it's set, like, I get stuff comes up, and if it comes up, cool, communicate it, and we adapt the schedule. But when it is not communicated or it is just done on a whim, that's, to me, where I you, you'll see me annoyed. You'll see me, yeah, if, if we call it sweating it, cool, but I, I, I don't handle and, and the thing is, with sports, you get accustomed to it. So I manage it extremely well, but internally, it irks the heck out of me, man. So it's probably one of that. those. It's probably one of those things too that when you retired from football, you were probably like, "Okay, I'm done with that." You yeah. know, like yeah. But no, it's it's, it's worse. It's time. worse. I was. It's worse outside of football because at least with football, <laughs> you got expectations, you got deadlines, and you got jobs always on the line, so to speak. Sure. When you leave that environment, it takes it to that. Uh, what would you say when people walking on the beach super slow? You get that with the change, and now you're just like, "Oh gosh, this is <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> those are some good ones. Those are some good ones. Those are those are good questions today. We had a nice nice little plethora there, but yeah, that. There we go. There we go. We're a long way away, but that'll be my next New Year's resolution. Don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah, and, and I will work on not complaining internally when people just change stuff on a whim without communicating 
and expect me to just smile and go with hey, it. Hey, Moats, like, we know we gave guys? you this schedule like a week ago and you finally yeah. got everything said and we know you got three kids you and know? a million things going on, but we're going to have to switch this up on you for tomorrow. But, and be like, <laughs> that why? Is, that's that's a tough part of this. That's a tough part yeah. of this business. That, that kind yeah. of thing happens a lot in this business. Yep. <laughs> we got to do this show. We got to move here. We got to go there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But hey, we'll, we'll smile through it and we always got each other and we always got the power grid. Yeah, sound about right. Sound about right. Mm-hmm. And I'm a complain. I'm a verbal complainer. Okay, I file all my complaints. But anywho, that will do it for today's show, man. Which has been an absolute blast, man. Once again, man, did want to just you know say, uh, what a life, man. In terms of Stan Savage, yeah. man, and everything that he brought to the Pittsburgh media and to the Pittsburgh fan base, man. So once again, man, just was great to be able to have some time, man, sharing and uh, reflecting on him. Yeah, thanks Shout to our to- listeners for letting us do that. Yeah. No, without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. Definitely give a shout out to the best producer, the one and only, Mr. Wesley Euler. Ah, pretty good golfer, too, I hear. Well, well, the producer, he's all right in golf. But I tell you what, that that Wesley Euler, my co-host, well, my co-host, he almost had, he almost had a hole in one, guys. Almost. I actually did almost have a hole. That's true. But, that but is the true. Six inches? Six inches? Where you at? Well, I guess it depends. If you ask a real golfer, it wasn't almost a hole-in-one. But to me, it was like two feet away on a really tough hole. So that's close to me. It was a hole-in-one to me. And I was like, yeah, you made it. Yep, he made it. But shout out to to my my partner in crime and the one and only Mr. Wesley Euler, baby. I got to do this one time in honor of the Godfather Stan Saverin to use his famous words to uh, to get out of here for this episode. Love the show. There it is. There it is, man. So with that being the case, man, y'all already know where y'all can find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Stillers. Mm-hmm. Nation. Mm-hmm. Radio. And there it is. <laughs>